one of the things I did just after companies started to uh, to close and people went into isolation, I phoned a few of my contacts through the speaking agency, the people that I know best. It was really interesting the reaction, what happened, that they would start a conversation going, yeah, yeah, we're going to have to postpone that event. You know, I'm sure you understand and blah, blah, blah. And then we'll just go on for a minute or two and they say, yeah, but I'm not calling you about that. And they're like, oh, why are you calling me then? So I'm just calling you to see how you're doing. And they're like, oh. And suddenly the tension just dropped. Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hi, Gavin here. Welcome back to the Business Mastermind Podcast, episode number 104, and another in my series, Keep Your Boat Afloat, during COVID-19 times. Today's conversation is with Neil Fellows. Neil runs three businesses, and we have a conversation about juggling home life and business life whilst working from home during lockdown. And importantly, we go on to talk about mental health and well-being, both during lockdown and after lockdown and how a caring personal touch is really important for engagement with suppliers and customers at the moment. So straight into my conversation now around mental health and well-being and energy during lockdown and after lockdown with Neil Fellows. Hello and welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast and another in the series of Keep Your Boat Afloat. Neil Fellows is uh, on the call with me today as my guest for the podcast. Neil and I have known each other, gosh, it must be over 10 years now, is it? Yeah, it is. 10 or 11 years, I reckon, Gavin. Yeah. Yeah. So 10 or 11 years. Really great to reconnect with you again. And um, Neil runs three businesses simultaneously. And um, one of your businesses is very much focused on health. So we're going to have a conversation today about mental and physical health during uh, during and post lockdown, and would love to. You know, Neil's got is an explorer in this field and um, has tried and tested and got great results within a number of things. So he's going to be sharing that with us. But Neil, first of all, please do introduce yourself to the listeners. Yeah, thanks, Gavin. Appreciate you uh, having me on here. Um, I I think the best way to sort of introduce myself probably is to. As you said, I'm, I'm an explorer of health and, and well-being, but not an expert. And the three businesses that I've run um, actually have a, a lovely golden thread that runs through the middle of them um, because everything that I do is really about helping people improve their experience of their everyday life. So with the speakers agency, Stellar Speakers, um, we're working with people who are change makers, who are experts in their field, um, who can go into organizations and work with teams of people who an organization is going through change. Um, with um, my other business, Seven Figure Back Office, uh, we're again working with experts in health and well-being and personal development, but helping them within their business so that they can reach more people. Right. Um, because, as I said, I'm not an expert in the field. So it's great to work with so many other experts who can actually be a voice and, and get out there and make the difference. And then Total Wellness Club, really it's um, using that expertise that we're around um, but helping individual people to um, find out what really works in their health and wellness. Because where we are at the moment, if you go back like 20, 30 years, um, information about health and wellness could be quite difficult to 
find. I know when I was sort of obese and struggling with um, you know, body aches and pains and, and allergies, finding information was very difficult. You know, back in those days, we still only had like maybe five TV channels and there were, um, you know, what got onto the, the bookshelves were bestsellers or a publisher thought would be a bestseller. So information was very hard to come by. These days, that's all changed. We don't have that issue anymore. The issue is actually finding what really does work within all yes. that. Tell me about Total Wellness then. Yeah, so um, Total Wellness Club for me is built on the premise that um, natural health um, is, or good health, is, is a natural state of being. Um, and there are illnesses and diseases that really are maybe preventable. Um, that if we just took care of ourselves in a proactive way and took responsibility for what we're doing, then we maybe wouldn't need to go to the doctors and have the medicine and eventually maybe go on an NHS waiting list um, to wait to be cut open and have something repaired and done to us and then have to recover afterwards. And so being proactive about this, there are, there are things that we can maybe do on a day-to-day basis. And it's not about being perfect. It's about actually um, doing more right than wrong. It's about getting it right maybe 80, 90 percent of the time as opposed to trying to do everything 100 percent correct all of the time it's like you know i i take care of my health and have done for, for a number of years i mentioned earlier on i was once obese and you learn a lot about yourself as you uh, as you go from being 20 and a half stone and get down to around sort of 12 and a half 13 stone and i've actually been down to 11 and a half which was amazing to be there that was my goal but and comfort around sort of 12 stone but you learn about let's say like chocolate love chocolate when i was 20 stone i ate a load of chocolate but over the years i've just kind of like made changes very gradually to the type of chocolate that i eat and eat now chocolate that actually can be deemed reasonably healthy for me as opposed to the mass-produced commercial things so it's not like I'm not saying you can never eat it it's actually just starting to find the things that can work for you and actually support your health rather than have a negative impact on it. That's what it's all about. And I believe you have three stages to, uh, framework. Yeah, so the framework is is really, um, talk you through this, the first part of it is clarity. Right. Um, very, very simply, knowing where you are, where you are, where you want to get to. Um, you know, if you, um, let's say, as a business owner, um, which I know you work with, and this podcast is really aimed at, you know, one of the most important things is maybe turning up to your day um, feeling like your, your energy is high and then sustaining that throughout the day. One of, um, one of my clients that I used to work with he used a lovely phrase and he added to what I just said and he said, and having the passing lane power. He was American, having the passing lane power. I love that. Yeah. I've got this energy. I've got this energy that can just take me on and beyond when I need it. Yeah. Um, and that comes from a nice reserve as opposed to a push and a stress. Yeah, um, like so the first thing is clarity. And the next thing, well, the next two actually work kind of very much hand in hand. One is awareness and the other is habits. And these two things work very, very well together because as you get clarity on something that you want in life, let's say like having higher energy during the day, as soon as you set that as a goal, you become aware of where it happens and where it doesn't. And then you put some new habits in place that will potentially support you, and then you're adjusting those habits over time. So the, the framework really is clarity, awareness, and habit. Great. So 
people's lives have been obviously changed during periods of uh, of lockdown and social isolation yeah. and distancing. Um, what I think there's two areas that I'm, I'm interested in, and I'm sure the listeners will be, A is what sort of things can they do to uh, look after their mental and physical health during the period of lockdown? And I, and I think afterwards when the lockdown is released and people, there's going to be a huge amount of need to, to kind of put the foot to the floor in terms of business activity and resumption of uh, revenues, et cetera, that some people actually may be entering that phase quite fatigued and um, fr- yeah. fr- as a result of struggling to adapt and work in, an, in, in the sort of lockdown environment. So what could people do given the fact that they might not, they might be going into that return to work without that, those reserves, that passing lane, passing lane power that yeah. you just mentioned i mean it may be difficult for some people just getting up in the morning i mean that may be a result at the moment um i know i'm just talking from personal experience what i went through obviously i'm pivoting three businesses through uh, through this scenario but you know with everything that was going on if you go back two or three weeks everyone probably woke up feeling a sense of uncertainty yes. for the first time in a long time maybe since we left school and wondered what was next but it, it was changing every day you know, one, one day the government would say this and they would add the next thing and then the next thing and then the next, you know, and it was affecting your business. You know, are you going to be furloughed? Can you furlough directors? You know, and all those kind of questions as well as sure. dealing with everything. You know, if you've got kids, you've now got the kids at home whilst yep. you're trying to deal with that and, yep. you know, get used to working from home. It's like, oh, so much to deal with. Um, so as well as the usual kind of stresses and strains of life, it's everything Kind of thrown on top which is going to have a, a mentally exhausting effect on people for sure um and i know that that was having an effect on me which is one of the reasons why i've actually taken a week off i feel like we're over the worst from a, an adjustment point of view yeah i take a week off let me regather my energy get my mental health in, in in the right kind of um space and then i can maybe move on again next week to new things yeah um, good idea so you know bring some things into this week while i'm off to actually um consider um the next stages while i while i'm feeling relaxed you know while i'm sitting in the sunshine which is great to have um you know whilst <laughs> whilst we're on the well we're kind of in isolation really great so yeah so um remind me the questions gavin and let's let's tackle these one at a time so what are some practical steps people can do to look after their energy their mental health their physical health during periods of you know where you haven't necessarily got the um a great deal of variety where it's kind of one day follows the next a bit of a groundhog day feeling so the first thing that, that that we did i'm going back a couple of weeks um as a family um, so obviously your kids have got to be at the kind of age where they can have and join in with this discussion. If you've got younger kids, you're going to have to make the decisions for them. But as a family, we sat down and we just went, okay, where is everybody right now? So clarity. Okay, what? where do we want to get to? You know, if yeah. we were looking at the end of this period, where would we like to be? We want to have our mental health intact. That would be great. Yeah. Okay. So what would what would we need to do over the next week in order to get there? And the, the thing that came out of that, which I found really interesting, was small wins. Brilliant. Small wins. Just look for small. What could we do each day? I mean, the first thing was, you know, my, my daughter, she had been um, in India um, when all of this started. And she was in Darjeeling, so she was right over on the west, um, west coast of India. And uh, she called me and she said, Dad, do you think I should come home or do you think I should sit this out in India? And I said, I think you probably want to make your way back here. So having made that decision, obviously, she's got to 
change all of her flights. And then she hears that her work, she works in hospitality, that's all going to close down. She's on a zero hour contract, it's going to affect her financially. And then um, she's uh, coming to the end of her period of rent for the flat. So I said, well, look, why don't you just come back here? So literally within 36 hours, she's travelled, she's got home, she's packed up a flat in London and she's moved down into the southwest of the UK. Right. Complete life change um, for her. Massive so, adjustment for her, but also for you as well. Exactly. Yeah, we're all, we're all going through something. And that is the thing I think we need to acknowledge in this as a family um, yeah. and as individuals. We're going through something. We're not at our best right now. It's okay to say to each other, look, I need 10 minutes. I need yeah. a day. Can we just yeah. do our own thing? Can we just go to our, can I just go to my own room? You know, it's, yeah. Yeah. all of that is fine. We just need to be able to have that conversation and be emotionally um, mature enough to be able to say that. For sure. Each other. So the first conversation we had was, where are we? Where do we want to get to? Small wins. What do those small wins look like? And I'm just explaining what my daughter was going through. But for all of us, it's, let's know where we are financially at the end of the week. Let's know what these changes mean to us so that we can react differently. Then we've got security. It's kind of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah, yeah, way, yeah. Sure. Let's get our basic needs in yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what we did. And so small wins every day during that week to get us to a better place come the Sunday. And then we can start thinking, right, and what do we need energetically? What do we need um, more of mentally? What's working? What's not? So we had that conversation. Could you give some more examples, other examples of what small wins might be? So small wins, let's just take it in, in the, the context of um, health here, um, outside mental health, let's sort of physical health, because physical health is a key thing. It's a key factor here because your immune system. Um, you know, it's something that you can be doing at home while you're at home. You can be building your immune system. If you can look at where those stresses and strains are, are happening, yeah. whether it's at work, whether it's with kids, you know, if you've got young kids at home, you know, what, what do you do if you've got, a, you know, a kids who are that age, you know, around five, six, seven, eight, who are just full of energy? <laughs> you know, how do you manage? I know. I'm living that challenge. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Gavin here. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this mini-series within the Business Mastermind podcast entitled Keep Your Boat Afloat, Business Survival Guide in COVID-19 Times. If you're getting value from this, please do share it across your social media networks and to your business colleagues and an acquaintance because I've gone out and got a number of guests lined up that will really help, such as the MD of the British Business Bank, a business disaster planning specialist, people around marketing and around mindset at this crucial time, including an Olympic athlete. So there's some really fantastic and really high caliber content coming your way designed to help and support you through these challenging times. I've also put together a PDF entitled the same, Keep Your Boat Afloat, a business survival guide during COVID-19 times. You can get that free at bit.ly, keep your boat afloat. So you go to this link, bit, or this URL, sorry, bit.ly forward slash keep your boat afloat, all lowercase, all one word, bit.ly forward slash keep your boat afloat. I cover eight areas around employees, cash strategies, the supply to your business, suppliers, your customers, pivot and adapt, your marketing, your mindset, and your community. You'll get a lot of value from that as well in support of, in addition to what you'll find listening to this mini series, 
keep your boat afloat. So that URL again, bit.ly forward slash keep your boat afloat. And most of all, take care and look after those closest to you. So one of the things that, that I did when my kids were younger um, was I used to allow about five minutes for every year of their life. So I would go, right, if, so if my kid was like six years old, I would go 30 minutes, six times five, 30 minutes. I knew I could leave them on their own for 30 minutes, unattended pretty much, hear them in the background, whatever, let them play in the garden. And then I'd go check, I'd go and spend some time with them. Because what that did was it gave them adult energy. So it would stop them becoming disruptive because they need us. They need us to do that. Um, but also, um, for us as well, it gives us peace of mind and it gives us a bit of a break as well because, you know, we need a bit of mental space. It'd be great just to go and dig in the mud for five minutes with the kids, you know, it's <laughs> very grounding, um, you know, or do whatever they're doing and get out of your head because this is the thing. We're in our heads at the moment. Mm, very good point. A, a lot of the time, get out of your head, get into your body, exercise in whatever way, shape or form you can. Um, I found that during this period, um, I usually do quite a lot of weight training, but I have just not even wanted to go there since this started. Interesting. Um, I think, yeah, the interesting thing for me, Gavin, was that I, I've likened this to the fact that I don't want to burden myself anymore by lifting any more weight because I feel like I'm doing enough. Um, really? That's the analogy I've drawn from yeah. that. What I have wanted to do is I've wanted to do things like yoga. I've wanted to stretch my body. Okay. Um, and... Because, you know, if you think of stress, you know, cortisol, adrenaline, it gets caught up in the joints and the muscles. Yeah. So being able to, you know, breathe properly, get into a posture and just sit in that posture for maybe two, three or five minutes, you know, just do like a, you know, touching your toes, for example. Don't try and get, you know, to, to your toes to begin with. Just stretch as far as you can and wait. Let the muscles open up. Just go a bit further and wait again so we're not doing like really active exercise we're doing very passive exercise but it's really kind of stretching the muscles out and, and re-energizing and reinvigorating the other thing i've really enjoyed um because we're allowed to do this to get out for a run i love the yeah. freedom of yeah. running um you know i think it's, it's a good job they've said don't go too far away from your home because i think you know times i can you know you can just keep going couldn't you yeah yeah <laughs> Fantastic. But things, things like this, I think, are really key for, for building your immune. You know, if you if you um, if you'd rather walk, come walk. Do, yes. do whatever it is that feels good to you right now. Don't try and do things that you don't enjoy. Try yeah. and find things that are pleasurable. Yeah. So, so give yourself that mental space. Um, and coming back to the framework that we work within, you're you're creating awareness of what's working for you or not what's not working. You're aware of what you um, don't enjoy and um, you're creating new habits around that um, and you're you're adjusting those habits based on your awareness um, all the time so the other thing to think about when we talked about mental we've talked about physical the other thing obviously is nutritional health um, yes. that's the other thing to think about because I would suspect that I'm probably not alone in this that um, there's been some comfort eating going on. I'm sure. I'm sure there has. <laughs> and you know what? That's okay because it's good for the soul. Yeah. It's like I said it, you know, earlier on, you know, it's it's not uh, not about being kind of like the health police and trying to get everything right. Certainly not in a scenario like this. I mean, there's a pandemic going on, for goodness sake, you know. So um 
know, allow yourself um, to, to do something that actually feels good. It doesn't have to be, I'm not saying you should do it every day, but, you know, when you finish the week or when you feel a real need, allow yourself a bit of that because it's good for you. It's nurturing for the soul. Yeah. Um, so you think that, but the other thing, the other side of it is obviously doing things that are actually really good for your health um, naturally. You know, obviously your a lot of your immune system is in your gut. And a lot of people don't actually understand that. 70% of your immune system rests in your stomach. Um, so actually eating really good, nutritious food is probably one of the best things that you can be doing right now okay. for your health and wellness. Um, yeah. Good natural foods, um, you know, um, organic if you can, you know, where, where you can get it, where you can afford to do that, because obviously for some people um, the finances come into play here. Um, and we've just had um, for lunch today, we've just had a berry juice, frozen berries, um, some kale, banana, bit of avocado, half an avocado in it, just juice it up. Um, great stuff, natural stuff, immune boosting stuff, very simple to put together in a Nutribullet or a blender done in minutes. So yeah, yeah. just doing things like this for yourself. Because if, you, if you're going to go off scale a little bit, you know, if you're going to go in and have some of the naughty food, try and balance it up with some really good food as well uh, that's good for you. Fantastic. So on the mental health side of things, you talk about wins, little small wins to get, and each member of the family to, to agree what would be a win for them, a small win. What else have you found that works, particularly when you've got – you know, this is a marathon rather than a sprint, isn't it? So what else can you recommend when there's – there's weeks ahead, not mm. days ahead. There's weeks in, in front of us on, of this. I think actually be real with yourselves as well with, with this. I think that that's the, the thing. Let's not kid ourselves. I mean, we, we would hope that it would have been all done and dusted in three weeks. Reality, look at China. Look at what's yeah. happening there because they're ahead of us. Now, they were locked down for, what, six to eight weeks? Yeah. And then they released the, uh, the, the isolation things. But there seems like there may be some reinfection happening in China. So they may have a second wave. Um, I understand from talking um, through, through some of our work, talking to organisations like banks, banks are preparing themselves probably for more like six to eight months of disruption. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So let's not expect that this is going to be over and done with within three, four, or even six weeks, hopefully maybe six, but yeah. let's, let's not expect that that's going to be the case. Let's prepare yeah. for longer. And let's start preparing mentally for, for what that might mean um, and, you know, and adjust accordingly towards that. Um, and like, this is why I've taken this week off, because I know that mentally I want to make sure I can be more towards my base. Because stress is a funny thing, isn't it? You know, it's like if you imagine what we've been through, they say things like moving house, death of a relative, changing jobs are three of the most stressful things. Well, we've all changed our, our roles recently, haven't we? Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Everyone in your house, you know, you yeah, but, yeah both, both, both domestically and professionally. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's all changed. You know, some people have got illness happening in the family. Obviously, they're, they're worried about the virus. Some people have had deaths that have happened within the mm. family and they're adjusting to all of that as well. It's massive. Mm. Um, but, you know, so let's not kid ourselves. This might go on for a while, even when the virus isn't maybe as contagious as catching on to, to people in the way that it was. We may not be able to get out of our home still. Um, I must admit, that's the bit I'm struggling with the most. I could get my, mm -hmm. as I said before we started to press record, we're now in the start of week 
or halfway through week five because the three weeks of the lockdown i had a week of self-isolation before that so um i can't i've got cabin fever and whilst it's fortunate enough that um, I can get out the door and, and in a very short distance walk up on a lovely hill with an amazing vista, uh, mm. or I could go on my bike or whatever, I just feel that urge to freedom, <laughs> um, yeah. which, which, which I'm not experiencing a feeling at, at the moment. So, you know, the, the thing that I'm finding the, the hardest bit is is getting my head around the fact that this is at the very least three more weeks. But as you say, it could be it could be months. It could be in the UK till at the end of May before mm. the doors are opened. Yeah, we don't know. Um, when when you're adjusting yourself to that, how how have you got? How, what have you seen that works? You know, when you're thinking about the the, the duration is longer than you've yeah. ever been used to before. So one of the things I've I've started to do is uh, just to connect with old friends uh, and right. family. Just make sure people I've not spoken to for a while um, that I've connected with them and just said, "Look, how you doing?" Yeah, yeah. Strange time, you know. And then they they send you a little reply and you get a conversation. I'm talking tomorrow to my one of my best mates from school, and we lost touch. We were in a band together when we left school. We lost touch. He went back up 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 uh, up north, and uh, and I went and did my own thing, and uh, just got back in touch with him. Great. Said, "How are you doing?" And we had a back and forth conversation. We're going to sit down tomorrow. We're just going to uh, have a Zoom call tomorrow together and catch up. Brilliant. And we've got twenty five years of catching up to do. Tomorrow. That'd be fantastic. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. music yeah. and things that we did at school, and you know Amazing. where life's got to now. And I think it's that human touch, actually. I mean, for someone who's um, more extroverted like you, Gavin, um, it's it's remembering that you can still do that. You can still connect to people in that kind of way. And I think that if, as as extroverts, you you connect with people in that way, it pulls other people out of that space that they were in, of that worry and anxiety. Um, We were sitting having a conversation with um, two friends who actually lived two miles away from us, and we, we saw a couple of months ago. Um, but we just got together with them on, on Skype at the weekend, um, had a, an amazing chat. Um, Joe has got my wife has got her family together on Zoom calls, um, and they've played. They've been playing games together. Amazing, um, brilliant. So, um, there are things that we we can do. Um, it's just you know if you feel like doing, if you feel ready to do them. You know, yeah, they're, yeah. They're the, that's the way I've been getting through it. But then, even you know, introverted people. Um, they might have quite enjoyed the first week or two of isolation, but they might now be starting to think, do you know what? I actually would like to talk to some other people as well. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah I, I just think that for me, it's I, I, I love that connection with people. Um, equally, I, I'm, I'm kind of on the cusp, I think, between introversion and extrovert. I can do a bit of both. I'm comfortable in both. Um, and it's just came can come to me in the last week or so that it was really time to connect with people. So I just reached out to the families, as I say, just have those conversations with people, you know, just messaging. And it's been amazing. And I think that if you do, if you take this into business as well, um, mm-hmm. one of the things I, I did just after um, companies started to uh, to close and people went into isolation, I phoned a few of my uh, contacts through the speaking agency, the people that I know best. Yes. And I, it was really interesting, the reaction, what happened, that they would start a conversation going, yeah, yeah we're going to have to postpone that event. You know, I'm sure you understand and blah, blah, blah. And they would just go on for a minute or two. And they say, yeah, but I'm not calling you about that. And they're like, oh, why are you calling me then? Because I'm just calling you to see how you're doing. Yeah, and like, love oh. that. And suddenly the tension 
yeah. dropped. And now yeah. we get real. Yeah, yeah. And do you know yeah. what? I was nearly in tears on a couple of those calls at the moment where I could, I felt the tension vanish just because I said, no, I'm just calling to see how you are. Yeah. So it's the human touch. If you take, you can take this into business as well is what I'm saying. If you want to, yeah. yeah. And you feel ready to. Yeah. And people will, I think they will appreciate that after this has gone. I agree. And what about that piece around once the extended um, lockdown is released or partially released, this is going to be a, a huge need to kind of, progress with business resume business but in some cases quite a herculaneum effort to reprime the pump of business again um mm. and some people might be going into that mentally and emotionally fatigued uh what's your advice to a prepare for that and b be able to sustain that yeah come back to the uh, the framework that i gave earlier on in terms of clarity and, and, and again let's be real because i think what you're saying is right i I do believe that there could be an immense amount of pressure on organisations and the teams within those and the individuals to perform and get right back into it. And maybe more aggressively than ever before, almost out of business need and desperation. Totally. Um, And I think the the thing that – okay, so if if I was give you an example, when when I first started running years ago, um, I I noticed sometimes my energy would crash Mm -hmm. after I'd – and then one day, it was a Saturday morning, I had a bit of time. I'd been through a run. I'd done 10K for the first time in a while, and I was exhausted. And I just got back home, showered, and just laid on the bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for about an hour. And after that, I came around and just went, that hour was pretty awesome. And what I've noticed is that when I begin work some days after a workout, especially if it's a cardio workout, um, I can be a bit exhausted. So what I began to do was take that learning on from that Saturday morning and begin to meditate after I'd done a cardio workout. So if you think we're all doing distance running at the moment, as well as sprints probably. Yeah, yeah. And when you start work again, it's going to go hell for leather. So if you can do something now for your mental health and well-being, it could be meditating, it could be allowing yourself a little nap in the afternoon, whatever it takes. So mentally prepare yourself now to give your brain a chance to rest, to get out of your head, do some yoga, do some breathing, it gets you back into your body, do things like that that are good for you, then maybe you'll be better prepared. But even when you do go back into that scenario, if you're looking at how do you get into peak energetic condition as quickly as you can, then take that technique and that new awareness and new habit in back into your working day i think this is, is that really solid yeah i think it's yeah. really solid to show you that um obviously with, with with two young boys age well nearly three now and nearly seven um my day has been interrupted and doing uh, a little bit of kind of picking up the button and doing some of the childcare and for two mm. one hour blocks during the day i'm finding i'm working a lot later at night to fit in yep. work and, and and but I'm getting up as early as I ever did, but pushing hard on the um, on the exercise bike, uh, yeah. so I get my cardio in, and so it, it it sometimes can feel that it's constantly on, and then. Yeah. Two young boys are incredibly energetic, so that's not necessarily that's kind of like got to think of what to do with them and then um, <laughs> try and keep them occupied so they're not killing each other. Um, so there doesn't. I, I I will take on board what you said about just that 10 minutes, say post, yeah. particularly if it's been a hard workout post cardio, 
just to center and to recharge mentally. The thing to say with that is we're all different. Um, and it could be 10 minutes for some people, depending on where they're at. It could be 45 minutes. Yeah, Allow yeah, yourself yeah. the time if you can. I mean, I find that with, with something like a, a meditation or a you know, closed eye rest, if you want to call it that, yeah, yeah. Um, it can take me 20 minutes to drop in deeply enough yes. to kind of clear yeah. that energy that yeah. was feeling like a bit of exhaustion and fatigue. Um, the other thing I just wanted to say, interesting, I'm just hearing your, your language. Um, you use the word interruption. Um, when you and I, I and I know that I would have said the same myself many times, um, and then there's probably a lot of other parents who might actually view it as the same. So, what if we just while we're on the um, while we're at home and self isolating, what if we just flick that round a little bit, and and rather than calling it an interruption, call it an intervention. That's your kids knowing that you need time off. Oh, I so love it when a judo coaching move is pulled on me. <laughs> Respect, Neil. Love that. Respect. You got me there. Yes, that's a really powerful reframe. Yeah, it, it, it's just looking at things like that because it's, it's better for you mentally to look at it in that way. Um, and actually, if you think about what I said earlier on, your kids will come. If you don't go to your kids, um, you know, you're, one of them is three, aren't they? And the other one is um, six. Yeah. So if you're not going to see your kids between or, or your wife, going to see your kids every 15 to 30 minutes, they'll they'll do something that will make you go and see them or they'll come looking for you, which will agitate you because you're trying to continue to work. Mm. So what you've got to get used to is you've got to get used to the new flow that's going on around you. Everyone yeah. has got needs. And it's understanding what everybody's needs are. That meeting that I mentioned that we had as a family, uh, obviously – three-year-old and six-year-old they can't necessarily articulate their needs you've got to try what pepper pig <laughs> <laughs> yeah you've got to kind of work with them to understand that as they get older obviously they can express that um, more so you know teenagers might actually still be struggling with that yeah. because you know they just maybe see you know parents around and that's gonna just you know give my language piss them off <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah and maybe even vice versa you know and that yeah, sure. can be from a mental health point of view, that can be a cauldron. Yes, of course. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, it's whatever it takes for you to have that, I think, to have that mental space that gets you through now but can prepare you for going back to work. You know, and if that's a if that's a break in the garden, go and do it. The thing I, I think everyone needs to bear in mind as well, if they're not used to working from home and they've been sent home because, you know, that's what's needed, they're probably more effective anyway because mm. you're not – disturbed every um three minutes by someone asking you a question who they, yeah, you, know, sure. they you know where to look for this you don't need to answer it you're not yeah, getting asked yeah, yeah. questions yeah. now so now you're more effective so when your kids come and disturb you after 15 or 30 minutes you've had probably two or three times longer than you would ordinarily get to focus at work anyway so well you you're lighting these uh, reframes up today Neil, aren't you which is good because <laughs> it is so easy to feel that that you have been a uh, a lot less productive. I've certainly yeah. uh, been uh, guilty of saying, oh, I'm getting so much interruptions, I am not getting enough done. But yeah. actually, I might be getting more done than I realise. Exactly. And the thing is, it's, it's shifting this around. Let's not be a victim to it. Mm -hmm. If we can possibly not. If you haven't got the virus, let's not be a victim to this. Yeah. Let's use it productively, yeah. you know, yeah. to change the way that we work, to change the way we think about how we work, to change about how we think about our families. And about our health, and what you're saying about the exercise bike, pushing, 
you know, going hell for leather on the bike. Okay, sometimes that is an amazing thing to do. If it doesn't feel right to do that today, don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Great I had, advice. Um, last last night, I, I run seasonally. I'm a uh, I'm a fair weather runner, so I, I run through the spring and the summer, and I stop around sort of September-ish time when it starts getting a bit wetter. Yeah. Um, but in that time between sort of mid-July to um, to the end of September, I really get in my stride, and I really enjoy that um, almost like a aggressive pushing yes. that you do. Because then you really, I think that's when you release the endorphins. Right? Yeah. That's when you get yeah. as high because you're conditioned enough and then you can take it a bit further. But I think if you're already exhausted and depleted, mm. and you try and push yourself now, you're not going to win any sort of gold medals for that, yeah. are you? So, no, quite. And I think the other thing I'd say as well around sort of health and fitness, I think, is that actually understand that you're not doing this as an athlete for a lot of us. You know, we're doing this as um, a way of keeping healthy and fit so let's not become unhealthy <laughs> yeah in the way that we approach it there's been a wonderful thread through everything we've talked about about um, balance and about yeah. um effectively being kind to yourself whether that be occasional sort of treats with food or or the intensity of exercise and taking some time out uh uh, and I think that's a really, really powerful message that uh, that has sh- sort of shone through our, our conversation. How would people find out more about the Total Wellness Club and also the work of Stellar Speakers and the Seven Figure yeah. Back Office? Yeah, so um, with with Stellar Speakers, we um, before um, everything happened, we were actually about to start recruiting um, new speakers. So if you have people who follow you who are public speakers want to be public speakers look up stellarspeakers.com um because we'd be interested in hearing from you if you're people in hr or you run events within your company please do get in touch with us as well through the website because we'd love to hear from you and help your organization as it goes through transition and change after this um with seven figure back office we generally work with people who are in personal development and health and well-being who want to grow their business. We usually work with companies who are over six figures and want to get into seven, up to about two million. That's our sweet spot. And we're usually helping people with their systems and processes and looking at what they need as well as adapting their sales skills. Um, So that's sevenfigurebackoffice.com. With Total Wellness Club, what we're about to do is actually um, just about to um, relaunch our YouTube channel. Um, so that would be an amazing place for people to come and connect uh, around their health and wellness. Because what right. we're doing, instead of earlier on, I'm not an expert on this. I'm an explorer. So if you want to come on a journey with me and explore this in more detail, I'd love to have you come come and join me. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to be interviewing experts, some of them from Stella, some of them from Seven Figure Back Office, some of them from Total Wellness Club, and bring them together. And what we're going to do on a regular basis is we're going to have people come back and talk again and we're going to go deep into a topic so we're going to look at things like mental health we've got a guy called Richard Tyler who used to be um, a West End um, star and um, Richard um, is uh, he really understands um, artful performance but his area of expertise as well is around mental health so he's going to bring in the mental health and resilience part because I think that whenever you're looking at your health and well-being, it's not just about 
what you do with fitness and nutrition. There's a lot goes on up in the head as well. And he's going to really help people with that. And that could be things like anxieties and dealing with stress and those things so that people can make better decisions. Also got um, Janie Lee Grace. Janie um, used to be um, a singer with George Michael many years ago. Um, but now she's a best-selling author of a book called Imperfectly Natural Women. And she's a BBC um, Two radio presenter. And uh, she's going to be looking at uh, the sort of the natural health and well-being products um, and the effects that those can potentially have on us. And um, she'll also look at things like sobriety and things like the effect that alcohol can, can obviously have on our health and wellness. We're going to be looking at nutrition with um, Dr. Christopher Picard, who's going to be joining us. Um, who else have we got? Uh, Dawn Breslin. Um, she's a former TV presenter um, and best-selling author as well. So we've got... Um, also, um, Sarah Taylor. Sarah is a 20 times female um, world champion bodybuilder, wow. and she's going to be looking at the fitness aspect. So we've got some amazing people, and there'll be others as well, but these are the core cool group that we're going to work with. We're going to take us deep into those topics. So if you look us up on um, YouTube, if you just look up Total Wellness Club, you'll see there's a multi, we've got two channels. It's the one with multicolored little logo that you're looking for. Yeah. Um, subscribe to that channel and when we kick this off in a couple of weeks um, you'll get notifications from us fantastic thank you neil really enjoyed our conversation today full of nuggets with a really strong thread through about being kind to yourself and looking after yourself mentally physically nutritionally spiritually throughout all of this thank you thank you gavin you've been listening to the business mastermind podcast be sure to subscribe rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success, and create more impact. <laughs>